the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome to Backbone Radio. As Alexa just texted the studio, back to Backbone Radio. This November 19th, Sunday, 4 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Host Matt Dunn right here. Producer Blake. We're debating robots just now. We're debating are the robots here or are they not here or what's up with robots? You got to go see Blade Runner, Blake. Go see Blade Runner. The old one? That'll set you straight. Yeah. They're both good, both movies. And I heard they might have a third one coming up. But last night I sat in for Randy Corcoran, brother Randy. And so we haven't put those podcasts up yet, but we're going to be putting them up very soon. So to our our wonderful podcast listenership from, frankly, all around the world, we're going to have six of them go up here tonight after this program concludes. And they're all mandatory listening, right? All six of them. Six hours of just unfurling the American scene, the global scene. And I am excited to be back and a few things to talk about, but trying to remind myself to mention my brand new dental practice. Yes, a glorious new abode steeped in mindfulness and the principles that we've been following for quite a few decades in my practice of dentistry. The phone number, 303-225-7575. You're invited to drop by, hang out the dental office. Should that ever come to your attention, that's that sort of a need. What else would you rather do when you think about it? What else? It's got to be in your top ten list (laughs) for most people. Well, only when I'm around, just so you know. But, yeah, quite a bit of news happening over the last couple of days. And, yes, do we get it first? Yes, we get it first. We got it last night. We get it tonight. And of the big deals, yes, there's new J6 footage out. And that is a big, heavy deal in that, think about it, since 2020, since January 6th, the establishment has been controlling the video. They've held the images of the J6 event, which of course has been used as a manipulative ploy to maintain and support establishment power. The J6 official narrative has become one of those pillars of establishment power that if you ever question, if you ever wonder about, if you ever want to get more information about than what Adam Schiff or Liz Cheney or Jamie Raskin will give you, well, you're a bad person, and they will let you know how bad you are if you want more information. And that's how you know. That's how you know they're sitting on stuff. They're manipulating you. If whenever you touch that, if whenever you go there, they start shrieking at you, 
you know that uh, something's not right with what they are up to. And I've looked at a bunch of the footage, and I've watched the grandmas walking around the Capitol, respecting the velvet ropes around them, carrying their little tiny American flags and their sippy cups. I've watched, I've watched the grandmas in the Capitol on January 6th, and I tell you, I just <clears throat> doesn't look insurrectiony to me. And it's interesting in these videos, you watch the Capitol Police officers opening the doors, letting people in. Come on in. Come on in. How are you? Come on into the Capitol. Yeah. And throw in a little extra Ray Epps footage there. Yeah. Hmm. How do we like all of that? But Speaker Mike Johnson has kept his promise to release that footage Somehow, Speaker Kevin McCarthy just couldn't get around to doing that. Ten months as Speaker. Speaker Johnson shows up, gets that done, basically like immediately. And I'll tell you, you see the deal. Kevin McCarthy, who was the rhino speaker, yeah, the establishment politician speaker, leader of the Republicans. Not much of a leader, yeah. People are getting arrested. People are getting thrown in jail for J6, but he can't be bothered to release the footage that makes, that offers a rather different perspective than what Liz Cheney's perspective is. Liz Cheney defeated by about, was it 40 points in Wyoming? (laughs) Yeah. Adam Schiff, one of the most well-known liars in Washington, D.C., the guy who lies more than he breathes. Boy, is he good at it. He's probably one of the best liars I've ever seen, this Adam Schiff guy. Have to think back, well, the Clintons are right. Clintons are probably a little better than Schiff, but not that much better. And those are the folks that a lot of people want to rely on. They want to rely on Liz Cheney and Adam Schiff, Jamie Raskin, for their official narrative about J6. But, mm, yeah, I invite you to look at a bunch of that new stuff. As Speaker Johnson just keeps on burying Speaker McCarthy alive. I like that. I mean, every time Johnson keeps one of these promises, it makes McCarthy look like even more of a weasel, a D.C. slick. And kudos to Matt Gates, the Florida congressman, for pulling that little deal to get McCarthy thrown out of power on his ear. Something I hear he's not happy about, and he's getting very, uh, very testy, very snippy, kind of whiny back there in the Capitol, not being Speaker anymore. But uh, yeah, the more Johnson keeps his promises, and Johnson, by the way, came out and just endorsed Donald Trump. McCarthy would not endorse Trump, (laughs) but Speaker Johnson did on CNBC the other day. By the way, today in uh, Texas, Donald Trump is down there in Texas, gave a little talk and talked about the border. Edinburgh, or is it Edinburgh? I know it's Edinburgh, Scotland. How do you pronounce it? Is it Edinburgh, Texas? Goes down there and he shook every hand of the Border Patrol down there. Every single hand. The Secret Service said, don't do that, Donald. Don't shake everybody's hand. But he said, I'm going to shake everybody's hand. And he did. And got a photo with Donald Trump. Every single one of them. President who cares about the United States of America puts America first. Yeah, we'll do a little Trump audio 
from his talks uh, two days ago in Iowa and uh, today in in Texas. And a lot of just great choice stuff there. Never Nikki going to complain about Nikki Haley. The walls closing in on DeSantis. He held this little rally in Iowa. Was that today? Was that yesterday? In this little tiny, like, closet. And I saw a picture of it, and the walls are like, it looks like the walls are closing in. Like, these really, this really narrow, confined space. And it looked to me like they're in that Star Wars, remember the Star Wars garbage compactor scene? <laughs> you remember that, Blake, right? They're in there, you know, and they got the little snake and whatever it was sticking its head up, and the all of a sudden the walls start closing in on them. That's what that photo looks like. <laughs> I'll tell you. Trump talking about mass deportations if he gets elected. Should I say when? No, I guess I'll say if. Got a lot of deep state stunts to overcome before that becomes a certainty. Mass deportations. Who's in favor of that? Should we just let... The 10-plus million that Biden has let in illegally, terrorists, who knows what not, cartel stuff. Should we just let them stick around, stay here in America, and help ruin the place? Or should we go for the mass deportations? I kind of would like to hear where people's sentiment is on that. Might do some dilating tonight. I, of course, I have to do a little RFK segment exposing that fraud. <laughs> going to look into, I'll mention a bit about Jenna Ellis. Uh, Jenna Ellis is kind of in the news a lot, right? She's turned on Trump. And I thought I would just bring up when I've done a little radio work with Jenna Ellis a few years ago, we sat before these very microphones here, did some shows together. And I thought I might just weave a few thoughts in about my experience there and see what you think about that. Uh, Yeah, I'll uh, keep it nice, of course. Might go to Animal House. Did that last night. Double secret probation for Trump. That's the media strategy against Trump. Oh, that's going to work, huh? Be right back. There we go. Radio Free Europe from Michael Stipe. R.E.M. It's Buck, Perry, and Stipe, right? Was it Perry, one of those guys? Barry, Barry. Buck, Barry, and Stipe. It was a three-man band. Speaking of Free Europe. I was looking into that Spain situation a little bit. Boy, those protests in Madrid, pretty enormous. I mean, is it millions out on the streets of Madrid? And so I was chatting with a friend of mine from España, asking about, hey, what's up over there? What's going on over there? And my friends from Spain tell me that, oh, man, their families over there are not happy. They're not happy with what's going on in Spain. And looks kind of bad. Um, and I guess the seeds for all this were sown back in 2017 with the Catalan separatist movement. And the leftist who's doing anything to cling to power right now made an alliance with another leftist group because none of the parties had enough power to actually technically be in power. So the leftists joined with another leftist. And the Catalan separatists have somehow been pardoned. And that has people in Spain just up in arms and out on the streets. A lot of folks are calling it a socialist takeover of Spain. 
you know, one of the oldest, oldest democracies in Europe. And a lot of people say that what happens in Spain is a harbinger of what happens in the rest of Europe. You might sit down and enjoy watching the Tucker Carlson interview with the main opposition leader in Spain, one of the Spanish nationalists, one of the founders of the uh, Spanish Nationalist Party got assassinated a couple of weeks ago. And so you wonder, some people are talking, is this Spanish Civil War kind of stuff? Are we going back to the 1930s in Spain? Remember where Hemingway wrote those, wrote that novel? What was it? Uh, it's not Farewell to Arms. It's uh, For Whom the Egg Boils. No, no, no. For Whom the Bell Tolls, that one, which I actually just read earlier this year. Finally, been saving that one. I always said, that, that's the long one. I'm going to save that till later in life. And uh, it was about, you know, the communists trying to get in power in Spain, and Franco did not want that to happen, and it got pretty bloody. But now we're back, and I always wonder when I see this stuff, global deep state, the deep state we have here, the United States of America, is not just isolated here. They've got networks, they've got connections, and you tie into the World Economic Forum, the big global money, the globalist corporations what they are up to, and, you know, the way so many of the things went down, the bogus attacks on Donald Trump during his first term in office, of course, and afterwards came from the deep state. They came from other deep states around the world, right? Britain in particular. Those nasty Brits were always up to something in that business, as we talked about for many years. And you do wonder about, like, Argentina, Brazil, you know, do you trust the election results in Brazil? Bolsonaro could put millions of people on the streets for his rallies, and then somehow he loses the election. Somehow, do you believe that? Same deal in Argentina, the election today in Argentina. Javier Malay is the guy I like. He's like a libertarian economist, looks kind of like Mick Jagger or a Rolling Stone. He's running for office down there. Um... And he knows a lot. He, he, he abhors socialism, the evils of socialism. And I just wonder, I guess I will say this, if Malay does not walk away with this, does not win this in Argentina, I'll be watching the news if anything comes up as this show goes on. I'm just, I have to say, I'm just not going to trust it. I don't trust the Brazil thing. If Malay loses in Argentina, I just, you just wonder, you start thinking about, yeah, the globalist deep state. And the tentacles they have and the power they have. And these people talk about our democracy all the time. And the people who talk about our democracy here in Colorado take their Soros money trying to get Trump off the ballot in Colorado. Of course, that failed, did not work. Talked about that a lot last night. But too stupid even for blue Colorado, that whole concept. All their tampering with our democracy, trying to take the guy that the vast majority of the Republicans want to vote for and the majority of the American people want to vote for, if you look at the polls, Trump's ahead. Trump's ahead in the general. Trump's beating Biden badly. Oh, man. And they thought about trying to take him off the ballot here in Colorado, the ones that always talk about our democracy. And it's those same people that talk about that our democracy in Brazil, our democracy in Argentina, our democracy in Spain. Yeah, you start wondering what is going on. 
what is going on and what uh, kind of tentacles have been woven into the fabric of so many nations in the world, including, yes, our own here. And that's part of why it's so significant what happens in 2024. So utterly significant in the United States of America, this election, and why I have no patience for the folks that that fringe minority of people that are still clinging to DeSantis, who's like in single digits, or trying to gin up something for Nikki Haley. These folks that have absolutely zero chance in the primary and would have zero chance against Biden slash Newsom, whoever it's going to be in the general. Time to unite this Republican Party around Donald Trump. Move forward. We got to save this place. We got to save this country. And we got to do it now. We're running out of time. Onward we go, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, somehow I just started riffing on that. Uh, let's start saying hello, uh, Craig. Craig and Thornton, thank you for checking in and welcome. Yeah, I'd like to give you a little story about how immigration has affected my family. Uh, my daughter graduated Wait, legal, from CS- legal or illegal immigration? Legal. Legal. Okay. Which is a big difference from illegal immigration. Yes, it is. Yes. Anyway, my daughter graduated from uh, CSU with a bachelor's in veterinary science. And after that, she decided she was going to go teach English in Tonga. So she went. And she met a young man over there, and they got married and came back here, and he went through all the legal immigration uh, requirements. And uh, let me tell you, this is a man who loves America. He figures America is the land of opportunity. The trouble is, in Tonga now, the Chinese have been moving in, and they've been disrupting everything over there. But I love this young man. He's yeah. a good man. Well, he takes care takes care of my daughter in a in a exceptionally good manner. Well. Three cheers for Tonga. And again, we're talking about legal immigration here. That's how. And Tonga is a country in southern, southwestern Africa, coastal, not too far from, I'm just going out of memory, the Ivory Coast, Ghana, over in that region. I've known a few individuals from from Tonga over the years, if I'm not mistaken. It's South Pacific. Oh, 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 Tonga. Yeah. That one, okay. South Pacific, yeah. Uh, probably uh, north or south uh, west. Yep, yep. Of okay, Hawaii. know exactly where that one is. And in Hawaii earlier this year, met a bunch of folks from from Tonga, and kind of kind of big people, like rugby player kind of people. But congratulations to you, sir. Back on the chain gang. That's not the Sam Cookie version. This would be the pretenders. 
And I was just listening to this, you know, and a few of their other tunes recently, and they've got a great bass player. What do you think, Blake? The bassist for The Pretenders. Got to be one of the best bassists to ever, like, play the bass, in my opinion. I think the bass is what makes this song. Of course, Chrissy Hine, you know. And oh, Chrissy. The, the, the voice. Oh, she was supposed to marry Sid uh, Vicious? She was going to marry Sid Vicious? For a visa. No for way. His visa, yeah. No way. Sid Vicious, the sex pistol guy? Indeedy. I never knew that. And then he got into a fight at a bar and... It didn't work? Fizzled out, yeah. Sid? Vicious? <laughs> With a name like that? Yeah, Sid Vicious played the bass. Not very good at it. Awful bass player. <laughs> he wasn't the greatest, but you gotta like Sid. Other bass players. Paul McCartney played bass. Still plays it, I am told. Flea. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Pretty good bassist. Any other bassist pop into mind to you? Music man? Victor Wooten, Les Claypool. Those are the two magicians. Oh, that Claypool place. guy. He was a bass player. Okay. Well, yeah, we're playing the bass. And I, you know, uh, Togo and Tonga. Somehow I was thinking Togo when I was talking to Craig calling from up in Thornton. I just had Togo in my head. But he was talking about Tonga which is like a whole different country and all. <laughs> but somehow, you know, you just get these things in your head. And uh, when he said Tonga, I thought Togo. And uh, I guess, you know, uh, Tonga, the, earlier this year, took the family to the over in Hawaii, um, Oahu, to the Asian Pacific Island sort of museum thing, whatever that is, um, they have this whole place where you can take the kids and watch, you know, go to different islands that will show you about their culture and their history. And I remember the Tonga one, so no excuse for me doing the Togo thing. But that day I was carrying my, he was, was he two? No, he was one. I was carrying my one-year-old, and I remember looking at my watch at the end of the day, and I carried my son for 12 miles in one day. No stroller, no nothing. <laughs> And I was thinking that uh, could I carry him? He's coming up on, let's see, he's all, he's two, he's coming up on three. How many miles could I carry him now? Because I notice when I, when I carry the little man, we take walks, you know, and we go down to the playgrounds and we do our thing. And I still don't do the stroller. I like to carry him and let him walk a little bit, but I have to change arms a lot. You know, you have him in one arm and you go a little while and you're like, ooh, that arm's tired. So I have to switch to the other arm. And sometimes he doesn't like, he prefers one arm or the other. And I have to explain, you know, hey, little man, that arm is tired. Daddy's arm is tired. Could you please sit on this arm for just a little while? No! <laughs> so anyway, somehow family vignettes popping into my mind. But on the Spain thing, just briefly, um, that's a kind of a big deal. And it's not getting very much national, international attention. But it looks to me like, yeah, socialist takeover in Spain. And talking again to my, my friends from Spain earlier today, asking about, hey, what's going on over there? And they were saying that, hey, there are a lot of Spaniards who are very, very angry. 
and they're angry all the time about this situation. This one individual said her mother is very upset. So it's big. Anyway, Tucker Carlson went onto the streets of Spain not long ago. This is a couple of days ago. And he was interviewed by some Spanish media on the streets of Madrid and said this. You've been with uh, Donald Trump the last days. Now you're here in Spain yes. meeting Spanish leaders. Yes. Uh, how is the world seeing these uh, weird uh, events that is happening in Spain, this violation to our democracy? Well, the world isn't seeing it enough, and that's why we wanted to come, because it's not getting the coverage it deserves. I mean, anybody who would violate your constitution, potentially use physical violence, to end democracy is a, is a tyrant, is a dictator. And this is happening in the middle of Europe. So uh, we thought it deserved more coverage than it's getting. But is the world actually seeing the, the, how um, important is what is happening here? No. no, the world is not seeing how important it is. Um, but we hope to change that. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Have a nice night. That's right. And it is interesting that, are you seeing much media coverage of this in Spain? I mean, I'm not. Are you hearing much about it? You hear a lot about, you know, riots and protests and everywhere around the world. But this heavy-duty stuff in Spain, it's not, the word's not getting out. And I think the people in Spain are kind of presuming that, well, everybody knows what's going on in Spain. But no, I would say nobody knows what's going on in Spain. Anyway, so I, I thought I would, I would work that in a little bit to just keep your eyes on that. Keep your eyes on Argentina as well, that election result coming there. And, um, and you just, I don't know, are, are you starting to wonder how, and I, I feel like I've noticed this, that every time with some of my viewpoints, I look at a place and I, I really, I think I would really like Javier Malay to win. I would really like that guy to win. He really makes a lot of sense. And I've spent some time in Argentina and you see what socialism has done to devastate that country for so long. He comes out and talks about the evils of socialism. He talks about, you know, various economists like Milton Friedman, and he's very pro-capitalism and the stuff that music to my ears. And then that the, the, the preliminary election in Argentina, you know, he didn't finish near as well as it seemed to me he should have given the sensation that he is in the country and the massive crowds he is generating. And the opposition seems to be generating no crowds. And then, you know, we wanted Bolsonaro in Brazil to come out on top. And the same thing there. You know, he just he didn't win. Right. How, how is that? How is that? And then the same deal, 2020 elections here. You know, there was a handful of candidates around the United States of America that thought, they thought were particularly interesting, particularly exciting. And, um, you know, 10, 12, 15 of them. I thought, yeah, I'd really like to see those people win. And then somehow or another, they're the people that like got real close, got real close. And then, you know, you went to bed thinking they were ahead. And then you wake up the next morning and they somehow didn't come out on top. Right. I don't know. You know what I'm throwing out there? You know, you just had to kind of wonder. You kind of you can look look anywhere across the map. And you see anybody that you think you, you, know, you might really want if you want to if you have a certain viewpoint that, you know, in our case, would be America first, right? Um, that I think there are some folks out there that particularly look at those races and particularly don't do not want those people to succeed. And I do think it needs to be explored how that's really going on. Make sense?
Let's get right to some phone action. And Brian, on board from Arvada. How you been, sir? Uh, not bad. How about you, Mr. Dunn? Yeah, glad you were on board. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, we just got visited by uh, Xi Jinping right there in California where they busted that big, uh, you know, b- biological lab. Yeah, that was just interesting. Just SARS in there. and uh, Newsom cleaned up San Francisco because the Chicoms came to visit. Yeah, yeah. It won't clean. Well, it's back to normal now, so no worries on that one. But uh, Chicoms go home and they're back to, uh, you know, um, relieving themselves on the streets, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I just find it, I found it odd, that lab. At first, the FBI didn't want to investigate it, and then I guess they got so much pressure they had to, and then they found the stupid, you know, they found a bunch of vials, and they actually put what was on there, like SARS or whatever. But on a few of the vials, they had no markings. So then they said, well, we'll get the CDC to test it, but the CDC refused to test it. So I'm thinking, man, we might have a another accidental virus, you know, for the election. And that lab was owned by China, and I remember looking at that maybe two months yeah. ago, three months ago. They found that. Hmm. And by the yeah, way, speaking little... of China, uh, it's Xi Jinping of China who was very hostile to Bolsonaro in Brazil, very hostile to Javier Malay in Argentina, and. The Chinese dictator comes to visit San Francisco, hangs out with Tim Cook of Apple, hangs out with a few other corporate leaders, and all of a sudden they're pulling their ads from from X, from Twitter, from Elon Musk. Yeah. What do you think of that? Well, I think this is um, this might be World War Three, and the war is between freedom or dictatorship. So I guess we'll see what happens. Are you on the freedom side? I, I'm hoping. Yeah. There we go. A little Beatles number from that last, what is it, five or six songs on that, you know, that one album that has the end on it. Is that Abbey Road? It's the Abbey Road album, which ends with Her Majesty's a Very Nice Girl, but didn't have a lot to say. By the way, getting some Texas studio, people like the Pretenders. You're saying that sounds good and made me think of one quick Chrissy Hind vignette. One day, host Dunn was in downtown Denver, and I walked into second, uh, what's it called? What's that place called? Right next to Tattered Cover. It's not Second Spin. Twist and Shout. Twist and Shout, that place. And so I went back in there, and I'm looking over some vinyl, some CDs, even went to the DVD room. The DVD room's kind of apart from the rest of the store, so I'm in the DVD room, and I noticed, you know, playing on the, the music was some Pretenders music, some Chrissy Hine music. Didn't think much of it. But then suddenly um, the singing stopped, and I heard like people clapping through the sound system. And then I realized that that was actually clapping from inside the store there. And I was like, holy cow, wait a minute. And so I walked over to the other side of the store, and there was Chrissy Hind what? playing music at uh, Twist and Shout. Whoa. Dude. So I, I went over and said, howdy. And said a little hello. There's a bunch of people there, but maybe maybe it was only like a hundred. I don't know if it was one of those things they publicized or not. But she happened to show up, and it was when uh, she was doing a concert. I think at Red Rocks with Stevie Nicks. It was Stevie Nicks and Chrissy Hine were playing there together. 
few years ago. She stopped at Twist and Shout first. Anyway, completely cool, gracious person, but I did not know she was, like, engaged to be married to Sid Vicious. That, that's throwing me. That's throwing me for a loop, Blake. I don't even know how to handle that. You gotta be careful of the loops. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, that Johnny Rotten guy, probably, I don't know. Do you think she preferred Sid over Johnny Rotten? <laughs> they always said they called him Johnny Rotten because his teeth were green. Kind of a thing in England back in the 70s, right? With their socialized medicine situation. What do they call that? The, the health, the national health? Anyway, just, uh, I'm just, I'm going to have to work through that a little bit. But by the way, um, there was a point made about, by caller Brian, about how they, they cleaned up San Francisco. Did Gavin Newsom, because the Chicoms came to visit, and it was interesting that, that Newsom just said, well, yeah, we did that because it's true. I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true because it's true. But it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. Well, the only reason the governor of California would bother to clean up San Francisco is if some Chicom comes over to say hello and visit and hang out. So, how do you like that? You know and what's funny, Matt? What's funny? They do the same thing in North Korea. Really? Yeah, they clean up the streets when somebody important comes to visit. Are you comparing the United States of America to North Korea? Are you comparing <laughs> Gavin Newsom to Kim Jong-il? No, mm. not necessarily. I'm yeah. just saying they, have, uh, they, like, they do the same thing. I think that's actually a very good point, All young right. man. No, that, that's a damn good point. <laughs> so the North Koreans, yeah. You know, they'll clean up when the Tricoms come to visit. They're the puppet masters for North Korea. And you know what? Some people say they're the puppet masters of Joe Biden. You know, and I mean, who who would say such a thing that, that uh, you know, Biden is owned by China? I mean, who could possibly think that thought? But it's very simple. Crooked Joe is weak on China because Crooked Joe is owned by China. He's owned by China. Does anybody know that? He's a corrupt politician, and he's totally compromised. See, now I can say that because he went after me. I would never have said that because of the office of the president. Even if I believed that, I wouldn't have said it because it's a rough thing to say. But he's true. It's a, he's a corrupt politician, and he's owned by a lot of these countries. Yeah, he's owned by a lot of these countries that have sent the checks to the Biden family, including China. Yeah, Russia. Was it the former mayor of Moscow's wife? was sending money to Hunter. Yeah. How much did they get from Ukraine? Oh, what a racket. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's our political class. They don't want the honest man Trump back being president. They want to keep their grift going, do they not? By the way, I was mentioning opening this hour that the walls are closing in on DeSantis. There's this picture. He's holding this little rally somewhere in Iowa, and it's like in this little closet, and it's claustrophobic. Uh, someone tweeted at me, it's claustrophobic. Look at that. These, the, the, it looks like the walls are closing in, like they're in the Star Wars scene with the garbage compactor. Anyway, that made me think of uh, some stuff I didn't get to last night, but I, I was really wanting to. But uh, DeSantis out there just critical, just criticizing Trump, yeah. You know, Trump... Put DeSantis on the map. Trump got DeSantis elected governor in Florida when he was going to lose to that 
Andrew, whatever his name was, the crackhead guy, almost beat DeSantis until Trump showed up and bailed him out. But Team Trump put this ad together of all these times, you know, DeSantis was offering all this high praise for Donald Trump, high praise for Trump. And now he's like all anti-Trump. Yeah, who's the phony here, huh? I want to thank him for what he's done to fight terrorism. I want to thank him for what he's done for our military. I want to thank him for what he has done to stand by our veterans. I want to thank him for what he's done for our economy. Trump has almost the entire media against him. Fake news day after day after day. He's facing opposition unlike any other president we've seen. And he is standing tall for us. I think even his worst critic would say he's been somebody that has been determined to keep the promises he made. Donald Trump wrote the art of the deal. He knows how to negotiate. And I think that Donald Trump has done a better job appointing judges to both the U.S. Supreme Court and the appeals court than any other president in my lifetime, including one of my heroes, Ronald Reagan. So God bless Donald Trump for doing that. Is this Trump country or what? Yeah, remember the days? Remember the days when DeSantis was just loving on Trump every day and begging for Trump's help and for his endorsements? And then he runs against Trump and gets to single digits and destroys his entire political career and political future. The poll data Trump is like tripling DeSantis in Iowa and even. I think more than tripling. Oh, I've got the data stacked here somewhere. The the Florida, the Florida Trump 61%, DeSantis 20%. So he's tripling DeSantis in Florida as well. And how do you explain? How do you explain this? Well, Candace Owens talking to Tucker Carlson has a thing or two about, you know, how do you explain this? Where this is going now that, you know, basically no one in the establishment in Washington is for the frontrunner in the Republican presidential primaries. Trump gets the nomination. Like, what happens then? I think you're going to probably see the same things that we saw in 2015 and 2016. I think there has always been a never Trump contingent. Right. It has manifested itself now as pro DeSantis. A lot of the never Trumpers became, you know, very pro DeSantis. Yep. Um, some elements of it, obviously, people that are war hawks, people that want to kind of keep the military industrial complex going right. everywhere people uh, have always been anti-Trump. So, hate speech laws. Yeah. Hate speech laws that are dressed up as something more noble. And it's like, no, this is actually a law that is, is fundamentally anti-speech. And if you want to debate that, we can and we should have that debate. But it, again, always seems to be reduced to smears and libels. There we go. And that's Candace Owens saying, well, the never Trumpers went for DeSantis and then they want to keep the military industrial complex going. And DeSantis, the phony, has completely changed his tune on Trump because he's a phony wearing his stilts and his high heels around. Just embarrassing is just worse than I. But now, you know, they're, they're going to go for Nikki Haley now, who nobody likes. More on her after bit. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.